Welcome back to Paranormal PD. This is Dallas, and I got Matthew over here. How are you doing today, Matthew? I am excellent. So I'm excited. Oh, are you? Yes. Are you excited for today? I'm excited for the Ghostbuster ruling. Whoa, hold on. Who said we're talking about that? You don't even know what we're talking about. Okay, sorry. Let me... Riddle me this. Let me ask you a little question, a little scenario, okay? Okay. Say you're looking for a nice little home. You've got some money to spare. Got some money. You're in New York. You like the idea of living on the Hudson River. Ooh. Okay. Does that sound accurate to you? Do you kind of like that? Other than living in New York, yes. Okay. Well, say you are living in New York. I'm living in New York. You find this beautiful house, a bit of a mansion, pretty big. I got money, huh? You got money, money. I got money, money. You come to a bit of an agreement. You put down $32,000. Actually, I think it's $32,500. Oh. To be honest, the number doesn't matter. Because I got money, money, huh? Yes. It doesn't matter how much I put down. I'm buying this house. That is accurate. Yeah. And then you find out the house has a little ghosty ghost in it. A ghost? How about three? How about you didn't know about that when you signed the contract? Are they going to pay, like help pay rent? My mortgage? Not only are they not going to do that, they are going to haunt your ass. Mm, Okay. I'm not liking this idea anymore. Well, we're talking about the Ackley house. The Ackley house? The Ackley house. The paranormal case study. The one behind the Ghostbuster ruling? The one behind the Ghostbuster ruling. Do you know what that case was called? Stromsky versus Ackley. That is correct. So we got a real interesting one today. This house is Mm -hmm. the very first legally haunted house approved by the United States Supreme Court. There is case law founded off this case. That is accurate. That is accurate. Just a little bit more about the house. It's in the city of Nyack, New York, which is right on the Hudson River. Um, What is the address, sir? One, Laventa Street. And there's a, you know, interesting little town directly across the Mm -hmm. river. What's this town called? Sleepy Hollow. (gasps) Across the river? Yeah. Can you see it? The one from the storybook. The one from the movies. Oh, you could see it. Just kidding. I have no idea how I have no idea how wide the Hudson River is. That's crazy. That is crazy. So do you do you have any background knowledge of this house? Do you know anything about it? The Ackley House? That yes, that one. I uh I know a bit about the um what happened there. What what kind happened? Of some there? of the ghosts there. Not what happened there. Okay. But what, what, the the ghosts that were seen there. So what what ghosts were seen there? Just so out of the, curiosity. There's three, as far as I know. Like three main ones we'll say. Yeah, that's pretty much what there is a couple. Say. And then there is a Revolutionary War general, admiral, something. I believe Someone he was a lieutenant. A lieutenant. Yes. Okay. What I've what I've seen is it's just a man in uniform. So yeah, pretty much, yeah. There's there's those three. They're the ones that are mostly talked about. That's correct. Um, unlike most ha- hauntings of houses. They appear to be friendly. Yes, that's Which correct. is a little yes. weird. So when I said, you know, those ghosts are going to haunt your ass, that was just that was just me saying, you know, your typical little ghost story. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the, these guys, these ghosts might make you breakfast in bed. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we can talk about a couple of the little, you know, ghost stories. Uh, 
just for a little bit of background here, the house was purchased by the Ackley family. Um, Helen Ackley is kind of the main one in this case. They lived there in um, in the 1960s. Mm. They had a couple kids. You know, I believe they had four kids. It's a lot. And prior to moving in, they had heard from some of the local children, you know, in the area. Mm-hmm. They lived in, a, you know, I believe it's at the end of a cul-de-sac. I believe that house is. I think it's so. on the cul-de-sac, but I think it's the first house before as you go into the cul-de-sac. Yeah, that, that, sounds, yeah. that sounds right. So they were actually warned by the kids in the area. Not to go there? Actually, they didn't say don't go there. They just said it was haunted. Oh. They didn't really. So it sounds like everyone knows much. it's it's friendly. I don't. I it's mean, Casper the friendly ghost. I don't know if they said it was friendly, man. They haven't really said that. Okay, that's because that's that was during the 1960s, and that's not really brought up. Yeah. by Helen Ackley herself. Okay. Um, I will say, just to disclose this, that there actually was a death in that house while Ooh. they were there. They had One a dinner guest, a young dinner guest that died of a brain aneurysm at dinner. But there's nothing about his ghost there. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with the ghost there. I just thought it was kind of creepy. Oh. Because, you know, you have to disclose when somebody died in the house. Yeah, but I guess you don't need to disclose that it's haunted. Well. Until now. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Until now, yeah. So just kind of a little bit of background behind that is um, basically, Stamb- how do you pronounce that gentleman's Stromboski, name? Stromboski. I kind of read it as. I believe that is correct. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't, you know, you're more European than I, and that mm. looks like a European name, so I couldn't really tell, but. He basically said, hey, you published multiple stories about the house being haunted. Yeah. You yourself said it was haunted. When we came up with the agreement for me to purchase this house, this was not disclosed. Had I known, I wouldn't have even considered this house because I, you know, my wife is going to be moving in and I just feel a little bit unsettled by that. Yep. As most people would. Yeah. So initially when they took that to court, they actually sided with Ackley. But when it went to the appeals yes. and went to all the way up to the Supreme Court, they actually said that because she had written many stories and published in Reader's Digest, yeah. which I have that article here today, Ooh. she published stories of the haunting and some of the ghosts that you must legally disclose that house is haunted. And they actually sided with him. Kind yeah, of and I believe it was because it could affect the property value. Yes. So any part of any anything that affects the property value has to be disclosed, or it will uh, they will basically nullify the contract, which is what the case law states based off this. That is true. That is true. Um, hmm. We are a paranormal podcast. We are. We must at least talk about the published paranormal stories. That led to this house being the United States' first legally haunted house. Shouldn't we? We must. I'd like to bring one up. Okay. So Helen Ackley stated multiple times that she felt like these these ghouls, if you will, were not malicious in nature. She actually felt like they were quite friendly. They were very friendly. Mm -hmm. And one of the ghosts happened to be in the house when she was painting it. Have you heard the story? I have. It's a very interesting story. She so, got a little color approval. Yes. Yeah, so she's painting it and she sees, you know, this older gentleman. It's an apparition sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. And she looks at him and says, do you approve? You know, talking about the color, obviously. She's actively yeah. painting. She's on like a six or seven foot ladder. And he smiles and nods his head in approval. 
and I believe this was the the couple, the male and the couple that was yeah. obviously seen. It wasn't the lieutenant. No. And it wasn't the wife. It was the the male and the couple that was this person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she, if I remember correctly, she, uh, Ms. Ackley would often say that he was one of the more friendly and interactive ghosts. Yes. So they had numerous interactions. Yeah. But yes, this was one of the ones that um, they saw pretty frequently. Yeah. He was one of the more frequent flyers, you could say. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, there's another pretty interesting story regarding her daughter. Ooh. Um, basically her daughter had a, a bed of her own would sleep in a room. Yep. And during the time that it would be, you know, time to go to school, this ghoul mm-hmm. would shake the bed as an alarm. She would say, alarm, I need yeah. to wake up at early in the morning and she would have been waking up to violent shaking of the bed. That is correct. And there's even another story from the daughter herself where she said, hey, it's spring break. I don't got to go to school today. And the uh, ghost stopped shaking the bed. Yeah. And she went back to sleep. I think the family really missed out on opportunity to push the limits and see how much they could get done. I agree. They should have asked for a breakfast in the boy- in bed. They should have said, hey, you know, I would like to wake up to breakfast. See what would yeah. happen. So this is obviously poltergeist activity, right? Yes. We talked about poltergeist before, rumble ghosts and such. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they get the breakfast in bed? I think they didn't want to, they didn't ask. Hmm. Honestly. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, like I said, these stories, a couple other stories, um, they received like gifts of baby rings and coins that appeared and disappeared. Which yeah, I is believe kind of the daughter had multiple gifts that were, um, they called them disappearing coins. Yeah. Because they would show up, disappear, they, they would just keep coming in and out of existence. It appeared to these kids that it was. Yeah. And some of the kids mm-hmm. recounted some of these, um, some of these stories, which is also pretty weird, which it's kind of, it's all, yeah, it's, to, it's to all about getting presents and then disappearing yeah. basically. I think it's interesting. And like I said, at the time, um, Helen Ackley had went to Reader's Digest and actually published um, all these stories. She did mm-hmm. it in Reader's Digest, and then she also did it in the uh, local magazine, Yeah, which is kind of what they cited when they when they were talking about the fact that she needed to disclose that. I do have this Reader's Digest article that she wrote. And it's titled Our Haunted House on the Hudson. It's a really interesting read. It's old timey, of course. Um, This came out in, let me see here. Looks like the 1970s. Really good story. So we'll post a link up to that just so you guys can kind of look at it. Like I said, it's seven pages, so I'm not going to read it all here. But we we did highlight some of the interesting stories from that. Yeah, and I mean, for me, the biggest kind of thing I found interesting about this entire thing was the friendly ghost. Yeah. Because you, you don't, don't ever see that. I, I don't, you never hear of that. Or if you do, it's maybe very rare occasions. You don't hear about a constant haunting of a house where people are living in harmony with these ghosts. I mean, you see it typically for, in some other famous cases, but you'll see it for a brief couple of months, maybe where they're friendly with the entity or whatever it is. Yeah. And then it oh, deteriorates yeah, and they start to anger it. But it, it seems here that as far as they had time in the house, they got along well with the thing. And I don't know if it's because she treated them as a, an equal and what she would ask for their approval and stuff uh, instead of just doing what she wanted. And that kind of maybe 
satisfied them and said, hey, she's looking out for their needs. Like she would, like you said, ask him for the painting where she's going, hey, do you approve of this color? Get the get the positive feedback. Yeah, I'd definitely. be interested to see if the person, if the entity shook their head and said no, and she would have kept painting. What would have happened? Yeah, I, I like your point. I will say kind of just to bank off that. I think in a lot of like the hauntings anyway that we see where initially they seem friendly, I think that's honestly just to buy them over. I, I agree. I, I agree think that's to make them feel more comfortable and then they start buying into it more because, yeah. you know, say say it's like come straight out the gate and it's evil, right? You're probably not going to interact with it. And but, interacting seems I to mean, make she, it stronger. She lived there for quite a while. Yeah. No, so I, know. I don't know. Was it Were they going to turn on her? No, I, I'm saying I don't think so. I, I'm, yeah. I'm saying I'm thinking we were dealing with something completely different here. I think in a lot of the like wild cases like the Enfield or the parent family haunting, maybe we're not really dealing with ghosts. Maybe we yeah. were dealing with demons. I know we kind of talked about some of the differences there. Um, maybe in this one, we're truly dealing with a ghost. Maybe we're dealing with a ghost that hasn't passed on yet. Yeah, we could be. I mean, the thing I found interesting is um, recently... Um, Ingrid Michelson lived in the house and she actually mm-hmm. sold it in 2015 mm-hmm. for 1.9 million to say less. But she said that there was no ghost there. And she said, she actually was saying she didn't blame ghosts for leaving and she had no paranormal encounters in the house. Yeah. So kind of, you know, gets you to ask the question, were these ghosts attached to the house or were they attached to the, the Ackley people? family? I mean, it sounds like, the town kids kind of already had an idea that there were things there. Yeah. Maybe the Ackleys made those ghosts kind of like... A conduit, you could say? I I honestly want to say that maybe they helped them find their way back. Like, maybe the helped ghosts... passed to the other side. Yeah, maybe they were able to pass through. I mean, remember how we kind of talked about how yeah. ghosts appear to be like, you know, spirits in, in either purgatory or they're sent from hell mm-hmm. or sent from heaven, right? Maybe these were like purgatory spirits that were stuck where they were at because they didn't have closure. But yeah. maybe just the friendly, the friendly like interaction. atmosphere and interactions that the Ackley family had with these with these beings kind of helped them move on. Yeah, that's that's a good point to bring up is how well you know they maybe just helped them pass to the other side. Yeah, instead of staying in the house. But I just thought it was interesting why other people haven't really experience this paranormal stuff which always leads me to the question you know she's now obviously claiming that it's haunted by publishing articles i'm assuming she's yep. getting financial gain out of this oh readers i just was right? a massive magazine. other people move into the house and they're saying nothing's there yeah the only thing that kind of collaborates her story is these kids saying hey there's there's ghosts there but they're also you know they're also kids, kids. her yeah. kids were also kids mm-hmm Maybe this is all made up. Maybe she made it up. Maybe the kids were messing around and, you know, convincing yeah, but you, her. You know, as a kid, right? Like, in I when I was a kid, I'm sure when you were a kid, wherever you live, there's always that one house on your on your block oh, or yeah. in your neighborhood where it doesn't feel right or it doesn't look right. And I'm oh, yeah. sure you probably said that house is haunted. Always, always. Right? I lived in it. <laughs> no we're not talking about your house we're talking about other houses i know though. i know but hold on i just do i do want to bring up a point right yes is this ruling now that the house has been brought up on the podcast gonna affect my house it serious might. question well hold on this is an interesting because from what we know your house is friendly haunted 
I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say anything's been entirely friendly. It just hasn't been evil yet. So where's the line that you draw? Uh, When I interact with it and it's actually nice and smiles and bobs its head at me, but I haven't had anything like that happen before. Mm. I mean, I will say this. I haven't had anything like evil happen, but I mean, I've had things that are kind of sketchy or kind of scary. Do you think when it comes time to sell that house... Are you going to disclose it? <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think we're ever going to sell it. It's been in our family since it was a dirt lot. So okay. it's probably one we're going to keep. But yeah, I mean, if I think we were, might have to disclose it now. It. Just, you know, just based off the pot, I think we might have to well, disclose that's case that. law. That is case law. <laughs> and that is uh, the federal Supreme Court. Not going to mess with that. Yeah, which it's it's weird how, what, how you determine if it's if it is haunted then. Because yeah. the court didn't actually stay... Not that it was haunted. The court basically stated that it affects whether or not it is haunted. You came out with a bunch of stories and you published them and said it was. Yeah. So I I feel like when they say it's the first legally haunted house, it's a little misleading. It's a it is very misleading because at the end of the day, it's mostly basically saying you didn't say something that you're claiming in this house, which affects it. Because if I if I claim my house is haunted and I write and publish a bunch of stories and books about it, and then I go to sell it, I feel like that has to be disclosed. If I'm yeah. going around telling people that someone died in my house and I don't tell people that, hey, someone died in my house, that's part of the whole case thing. So I Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta let yeah. people know that one. When people when when it comes out as the first legally haunted house, it's a little misleading the title of that is. Yeah, it is. But so it's, it's, what's interesting is you remember how you said the house was sold. I think you, what, what year did you say? 2015 for 1.9 million. So here's something interesting. I had brought up a little page that maybe you're interested. Maybe you're not. Zillow? But this is something everyone can look at. Zillow. Zillow. It's, is it Zillow? It is Zillow. And yeah. guess what? What? This house was listed again in 2019. How much? It was listed for one point seven nine five million, which is interesting because if she Less. sold it for two thousand fifteen for one point nine million, it went yeah. down. Unlike every other house in America, uh-huh. that is interesting. But it didn't sell until March twenty ninth of twenty one. Okay, I think maybe you know COVID drove down question the price on Zillow. Yeah. Does it say it's haunted? That's a great point. <laughs> Hold on, I didn't even think about that. Uh, this is our first in-person investigation right here. I'm looking, and I'm not going to lie. This is a beautiful house. Mm, I'm reading through To give it. you guys a little image of the house, a mental image, it's one of the, like, an 1800 house that's built in. It's it's old wood. It's um, It's got wooden floors. Kind of your stereotypical, what do you, colonial era house? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I'd say that's, I'd say that's fair. Yeah, so, five bedrooms. You know what? We need to we need to talk to Zillow about this because I'm over here looking. I'm looking at the facts and features. And it doesn't say haunted. It doesn't say haunted. I think we might have a case here. Let's do them. Yeah. And yeah, I mean this thing was built in eighteen ninety, so it is it's it's a bit old, but yeah, I think we could probably, you know, take this to Zillow and, and see what we could do about this. Maybe you know what we could do? Maybe we can purchase it, purchase this house on a technicality. We're going to need some people to send us some money. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to need some money. And what we're going to do is we're going to buy this house. We're going to live in it. 
we're gonna we're gonna find Casper. We're gonna find Casper the ghost. We're gonna prove that not only is it legally haunted, it's technically haunted as well. We're gonna get some cameras set up in the house. Yeah. Maybe so, call out some people like Zach Baggins out there to do oh, some investigations. No. He's going to get possessed somehow, dude. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he's going to get possessed somehow. Actually, this is totally something I could see him buying. He likes to buy all that paranormal stuff. You think he'd buy it? I don't know if he has like 1.8 mil. I would think he might. Yeah. And I think if he did, just for the honor of saying I have the only, I think it's the only legally haunted house I as think well it is at this as well, point. Yeah. Um, just to say that he has that, I think he would do it. That's interesting. Let's yeah. reach out to him. I'm kind of down, actually. See if we can go, not halfers, but maybe like... 99% him and 1% us? Yeah. Maybe something, we give something him Something like that. We'll <laughs> tell him we'll feature him on the pod. Give him a little Yeah, He needs the airtime. The publicity. Yeah, no, without a doubt, he needs the airtime. I don't know if he needs that much airtime. He's a little bit more important than us. Eh, I don't know about that. I mean, sure, he doesn't need that much because, let's be honest, we've got a lot to say. That's true. But yeah, I, I could I could squeeze five minutes in for him, I think. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah. That's pushing it. Yeah. 30 seconds. Hey, real quick too, I did want to bring this this little point up, right? And, and this is in terms of like property value and how I kind of think it was a little unfair that, you know, they got dinged for this. This is a joke. This is actually a real estate agent podcast now. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a little unfair because guess what happened? Following almost immediately after this court case. I'm going to guess that people, little paranormal people called in saying, let me people buy that house. People wanted that house. Of right? course like they 20, Between 25 and 50 people contacted the real estate company really? about purchasing that house. Did any offer, like legitimately offer good money for it and they take it or they just said they were questioning the house? Well, eventually, yes, there was a taker. They were like a little artist, a little... uh paranormal collector. Ooh. Kreskin, like Zach I believe his name was. Oh. Um, but they didn't live there forever, so obviously. Okay. Well, do a little transition here. We'll go back to talking about the ghosts inside the house. Well, that's why we're here, right? That's kind of what we're here to talk about. Focus on the paranormal stuff yeah, instead of I the like real it. estate part aspect of it. Sure. If you want to see our real estate agent podcast, it'll be real estate agent PD. <laughs> Look for us next week. We're coming out with our first episode. <laughs> We're selling only legally haunted houses. So yes. literally just that house. And One it's house. actually not for sale. So we're not going to be very active for a while. Nope. So the five most common types of ghosts. And I'll let you. We're going to play a little guessing game. Okay. I'm going to give you the five most common types. And you're going to guess which one you think that was in this house. Okay. Okay. So number five. Are the funnel ghosts. That's it. That's the one. I'm guessing that one. So they're, well, they're most often spotted in homes or old historical buildings. Say less. And it's often a funnel or vortex that is often associated with cold spots. Usually take the shape of swirling funnels. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm sold completely. That's not it. Oh. The next one is orbs. Often like balls of light. Ghost orbs, you might be, might be called. Okay. Think that's it? We've talked about these on the we pod have. before. This uh, is definitely it, by the way. It's definitely no, this. It's not. There's also the poltergeist, which oh, we mentioned on. earlier. There's so no chance. My reason why I don't think it's the poltergeist is because they're commonly, they're like, poltergeist means noisy ghost. 
So it's often means you don't rumble. You ghost, don't see it. Sir. Yeah. German word rumble ghost. So you don't see them, but it's often stuff moving, stuff hearing, similar stuff, door slamming. That's more of your poltergeist activity. Not so much seeing yeah. them and getting affirmations like, "Hey, you like my paint here." That's that's true. The next one is the ectoplasm or ecto mist ghost, which is like oh, vapor clouds. Okay. Um, normally, some several feet off the thing, and it'll be like off the floor, and they'll be orbiting. That could be it. The last one? Let me read you this one and tell me why it isn't. Okay. The interactive personality ghost. Oh my God, that is not a thing. It's usually the ghost will be of a deceased person, someone you know, family members, or even a historical figure. Well, I would think that would be what the ghost would be. These ghosts can be friendly or not, and they'll often show themselves in a variety of ways. They can become visible. They can speak. They can make noises. They can touch you. They can even emit an odor like perfume or cigar smoke to let you know they're there. Okay. I've definitely heard the cigar smoke one before. Yeah. Usually in like scary ghosts. but So the experts, which is us, okay. but the actual experts that in the ghosts, not just all things paranormal, okay, say that the, these ghosts retain their former personality of when they were alive and they can actually feel emotion. Well, this sounds like every ghost, though. This sounds like a little too convenient to say. It sounds like every ghost, every ghost type. I think it's the interactive personality because they can see them and they get they're interacting with no, these I ghosts. No, I know. I'm saying I'm saying the interactive personality. Oh. I think is like a super generic you know, generic catch-all for like what every ghost already is. Yeah, because I don't know, but the, these are what. The five types of ghosts that when you when you search like types of ghosts, these are the five common ones that people come up with. They're, you know, fall these ones. So yeah. I think it was the interactive personality ghost. I know it's kind of generic, but the fact that it's like historical figures, deceased, they're interacting with them. They're asking them, "Hey, what do you think about my paint on this wall?" I think they're it nodding is. and stuff. Like yeah. to me, that makes sense as the interactive personality. Because if it's like the ectoplasm or ecto mist, where it's like. That kind of falls for me as like dark, the shadowy figures and stuff like that. Like, yeah, at least the mist one, I, right? I could agree. Poltergeist, I've always asso- associated with like you're up here and you start hearing knocks on the doors, you hear door slamming, yeah. you hear footsteps running up the stairs. That to me, that's a poltergeist, not like actually seeing, seeing the something. ghost. Yeah, I guess that's for me. That's the ghost orbs are you know the balls of light where you can't really explain it you'll see it floating hallways or stuff like that yeah and you, then, you tend to see that more in like pictures and videos yeah and the funnel ghost will be like Ugh. lights and shadows and stuff and you'll see cold spots yeah. so you know when you see uh sh- like a light figure or something or an outline of something and then you feel it being really cold that's that so that's why i think even though they're quite generic the interactive personality one it seems to be more aligned with what we're seeing it in is, this story it's pretty it's pretty on uh it's pretty on par with what mm-hmm. we're seeing in this story i just i guess i have an issue with it just because it just seems like that's like an all encompassing ghost type that that was my issue and then i mean on top of that we do have poltergeist activity where you're saying she's shaking the bed to wake her up yeah so that's definitely poltergeist is it one ghost one type of ghost doing all of this or is this now like hey this is there's a poltergeist here which is causing issues and then on top of that there is these interactive personalities who are actually friendly or is it one ghost playing all of these parts and there you go and that's the point that i was about to go to is i believe that maybe and maybe this is true of like most ghosts right why can't they all be that why can't they all be the same ghost 
They could be, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking like, you know, because we divide all these things up. We divide the ghost orbs and like mm-hmm. the funnel ghost and the poltergeist and all these things into, into different categories. But what if it's just the same ghost appearing differently? Yeah, it could be. And I'm just going off, you know, what these different signs of these ghosts are. But yeah, it could no, be I the same that. person. I, I totally get that. I'm just yeah. saying, and I'm not even saying that like... The three alleged ghosts that haunt the Ackley house are are separate ghosts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying here? Or are, aren't separate ghosts, I should say. Yeah. I'm just saying just because a ghost appears as, you know, orbs or funnel doesn't mean it's not a yeah. poltergeist or doesn't mean, you know, maybe the ghosts can take all these different forms. Yeah. That's I idea. mean, it's just their behavior that changes it. So like exactly within the category of the interactive personality types, there's actually subcategories. So one of them is kind of the observer, which is can be often recognized as like a deceased family member or friend. Um, the personality is kind of considered like f- it feels like it's very familiar to you when it's when you see them. And a yeah. lot of them, these are kind of short-lived ghosts, essentially, if you're if you're giving them a lifespan. And most of the sightings are like as a farewell or a, an effort to console the grief, the grieving process. That's when you see them? That's when you see them. So it can be often like, you know, your, I don't know, family member passed away and suddenly you're seeing them. That's what kind of the observer is. Then the historical personalities can be anyone from historical figures like Abraham Lincoln to previous owners of the house. war lieutenant. Or a war lieutenant. And these are similar to um, the like observer in a way where they're kind of, you, you see them and you'll identify them, but they, um, and they feel familiar, but you'll see them multiple times and they'll keep witnessing the same similar yeah. things, whether it's going to be them walking up and down the stairs or. Well, I will say this thing. is super on brand with, with this you know, case in this ghost. Yeah. You know, these ghosts, I should say, um, this is what they are claiming anyway, Mm -hmm. basically what you're describing. So yeah. And that's what I thought was interesting. As much as they're claiming, it actually lines up to what we see with these ghosts and it matches, um, they say, and these historical ones seem to be tied to a particular location rather than a person. Yeah. So that's why when it says, Oh, she leaves and there's no more ghosts there. It's a little interesting because that's the only kind of discrepancy you see. The rest of it matches up, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So then on top of that, there's a third subcategory, which is kind of they remain anonymous to the, the observer, if you want to. Not the observer that, but like if you're the person living in the house, they remain anonymous to you. Yeah. And while they will they appear to be human and they'll possess cate- um, qualities that like are inter- interactive they remain anonymous, so they say, like, which I thought was funny you mentioned the lieutenant, but this one, it says, like, an example might be the repeated sighting of a soldier or, a loca- oh. like, at a location near a battlefield or someone, one of their houses where there's no left historical traceability, but they're often seen, like, their personality will be, like, angry, confused, fearful. Yeah, that's like those like civil war, yes. you know, the the war locations where people see like you know, you heard a lot of like Gettysburg, for example, where you yes. see like these soldiers walking around and they're either they appear lost, they appear mm-hmm. confused, which really aligns into this. And I thought it was interesting. While you have like, what's the determination between a historical figure yeah. and the um these kind of anonymous people? Is there anything or is it similar qualities or like you said earlier, is it just all one ghost? I, I 
I think that's a great question. I think this was a fun case because it's it's got like weird components that you don't normally see. Yeah. This is a lighthearted case. It's a lighthearted haunting. Mm-hmm. I think we really wanted to cover this one just because it was, you know, the first legally haunted house. It's pretty house. famous. It's pretty big. Yeah. But there, there's, there, not, there's not a ton of material no. to it. It's just a really interesting one. And I'm, I'm glad we knocked this one out. I think this is a good one to, you know, go yeah. ahead and put a check, check mark on. It's not, it's Start not one that you beginning. hear about. I had no idea. About this house. I didn't know much about Before this. Before we started Yeah, I just heard about it. It was the first. It's legally haunted, and that's about yep. all I knew. Yeah, same. So I really liked I really liked what we found out about that. Yep. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we, we didn't know anything about it, so. No. Uh, interesting one, but we appreciate you guys tuning in every yeah. week. Yeah, and don't forget that we'll be, uh, we'll be publishing some of the stuff on Instagram, like the. Yep, uh, yep. The stories, the articles that Mrs. Ackley yeah, wrote. I'll put Reader's Digest up yeah, there. Yeah, Reader's Digest on our Instagram it, it, it and Twitter. Really so go check it out. Also, leave us a follow. Yeah. And a rate us and follow on this as well, Spotify yes. or Apple Podcast. It yeah. helps us out immensely. Yeah, definitely. We, we, we love all the support that you guys are giving us. Thank yes. you very much for that. Thank you so much. And that's it. Goodbye, everybody.